Welcome to the Be Free podcast, supporting you in living a life free from anxiety, stress and overwhelm. I'm your host, Susie McWilliam, anxiety warrior, coach, teacher and guide. And through this podcast, I hope to inspire, empower and educate you. With guest experts, inspiring stories and motivational advice, I cannot wait to share this journey with you to being free. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Be Free podcast. And obviously you can watch us live on YouTube as well. Um, So today I've got a really interesting and inspiring guest in Mike. And Mike and I met via Instagram. And basically he is a cheerleader. Like he would comment on my posts he would watch the lives and some other lives of other people that I would watch I would see that Mike was there supporting them and um I just absolutely love his approach he is a podcaster youtuber um and mental health advocate and he really brings so much to the world and allowing others to share their stories um, to share information around mental health and yeah I'm really excited to dive in and chat with you Mike and hear more about you and what drew you to what you do but to start with do you want to just tell us a bit about who you are? Firstly Susie thank you for having me on the show and that amazing intro because following that up now the pressure is <laughs> Thank you very much. That was that was lovely to hear all those nice words. And I think the same about, you know, your Instagram account and now your YouTube channel and the light you bring to others and helping others uh, making a world a better place. So, yeah, I'm all for that. So thank you very much. And a bit about myself. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm a YouTuber, uh, mental health advocate. Uh, started my YouTube channel two years ago. Um, just to create a safe space for for people to to share their experiences, and through sharing their experiences, hopefully it helps others along that way. And I never claim, or my guests claim, unless they're specialists, to be experts. But there's yeah. so much to be had through experience. Experience is priceless. You know, it teaches us so much. You know, when we go through life on our journeys without that experience. You know, you, you you don't know how to go through certain situations, how to navigate life. Mm-hmm. And when you do have that experience, it's a learning curve, hopefully. Not for everyone, of course, because people are different. But I always use it as something to learn from, good or bad. Yeah. Or more, what have you. Let's move on and actually evolve as people, because I think it's important to always learn from, from things that happen to you in life or incidents that occur, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, as you've said there, I think there's in our culture, like modern day culture, there probably isn't as much emphasis put on experience. And there's a lot of emphasis put on being suitably qualified and, um, you know, doing all these things. Whereas I know from the clients I work with, yes, I am qualified in what I do, but the experience element of it is so much more powerful from being able to connect with another human being that 
has lived through or is living through something um, similar. And as you say, I think we can learn so much from other people's experiences. And I know your um, YouTube can channel, you've covered things from, you know, bullying, abuse, um, healing, all sorts of different subjects. And I think there's this, these hard hitting subjects need to be spoken about more openly. And I think it's beautiful that you give people this opportunity to share their stories, not just as we said, kind of so-called expert experts, but real life people who have lived through trauma, who have lived through abuse or bullying and, and these things. So where did this podcast idea come from? How, or a YouTube channel, how did that come about? Initially, initially, as we were saying off, off camera about talking about imposter syndrome and things like that. Initially, it started as an idea that I wanted to direct and be the creative person behind a YouTube channel. Now, I wasn't meant to be the face of my channel. It was, it was a friend of mine initially was meant to be the presenter. And I was just going to kind of put the format together and be the, the creative person behind it all. Mm -hmm. The person who puts it all together. So, and then I spoke to her about being presenting on, on a YouTube channel. And I did just, to be honest, I'm a creative person. So I have lots of these ideas and, you know, like, you know, close family would say, I don't really follow through with a lot of them. So there's these yeah. wonderful ideas, but unfinished. Yeah, so, I hear uh, you as a creative person <laughs> as well. I have so many. <laughs> yeah. So this was going to be another one. And then uh, a, a friend of mine who I approached to present the show. So I was like, I've got this great idea. We're going to have guests talking about all these topics. It's going to be a safe space. I'm going to get some experts on, but it's mainly going to be about people's experiences and sharing them and hopefully making a difference. And she was like, yeah, wonderful idea, but no, I don't want to do it. I was like, what? She goes, why don't you be the face of it? I'm like, well, that's not really, you know, because for me, public speaking and me being the face of it gives, gives me massive anxiety. Mm. So the whole idea of that, me being out there and anyone can see it on YouTube or Instagram lives and stuff. I was just like, no, 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 it's not me. She goes, look, it's your project. It's, it's going to be your baby. And who's going to promote it better than yourself? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, she's speaking facts. Yeah. Mm. And I was, I, I'm denied with this for ages. I made tons of excuses about why I shouldn't put it out. It's not perfect. I need the right, you know, editing tools. I need, you know, I've not studied journalism. I've no yeah, idea. The qualifications. About Here we go again. Qualifications. Yeah. All the limiting beliefs showed up for me. The imposter syndrome. Why am I doing this? Uh, I'm not qualified. I'm not capable. Um, and all that showed up. And then my wife said to me one day, she goes, you know what? Just put it out. Because I, I recorded them. So I had all this content that had not been released because I was so afraid of exposing myself. As I was saying to someone, it's like being naked out there. Mm. Just just totally exposed and vulnerable. Yeah. And and I just I just thought, you know, I'm gonna get negative feedback, people aren't gonna like it, it's not quite right. So I'm I'm denied with that. And like I said, my wife just said, put it out. So one day I'll just put it all out. Amazing. And after that was, you know, the positive feedback coming back from it. And, you know, people really liked what they saw. But I got to say, from, from all of that, 
I was still getting the imposter syndrome. That was still showing up in the early days. Mm-hmm. I don't get it anymore. But I'm remembering the early, because it's been going for two years. So in the early, the first year, within the first year, the first seven months or what have you, I was still getting that imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I used to get massive anxiety before I started recording, because yeah. I didn't really through Zoom. So I remember the anxiety and getting over that, the deep breaths, the breath work I needed to do before I actually pressed record. Mm-hmm. And it, that that basically became less the more I did. So, you know, basically I'm saying is you have to push through it. Yeah, we were Maybe. saying that before, weren't we, about imposter syndrome. And we were like, how do you get over that? And we're both like, you just dive in. You literally yeah. just have to, like, yeah, throw yourself into it. And then, as you Not say, confidence trick. comes through repetition. Yeah, you, when you get more confident, the more you do something. It's, um, it's no magic trick. You just got to dive in. And it, it it's it feels a bit painful, but when you get through it, that real sense of achievement, mm-hmm. when you overcome that, is you know it 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 makes it so worthwhile to doing something new that you may have thought you could fail at, and you could, but so what? And and that's the thing. That's what we do. Where the anxiety comes from um, is we build these things up so much in our head to be this. Um, this obstacle we can't, you know, we can't overcome, we can't get beyond mm-hmm. when really it's just another thing that we need to do. And that anxiety just comes from something coming out of our comfort zone and, and trying to do something we're not familiar with. Yeah. And that's where all of that comes. And when, once you get past that and your limiting beliefs, you know, it did that, honestly, it's been one of the best things I've ever done in my life doing this podcast. Amazing. Meeting so many great people like yourself and um, so many, so many people out there, you know, the light workers, we call it, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just shining their light in this, through the darkness when there's so many dark things going on in this world. It's nice to meet so many people, inspirational people that are making a difference. So you just have to push past it. And what I will say about that was the best advice I got the, the best sorry the best feedback was negative feedback okay that was the best feedback I got because what that did was make me question what I was doing mm-hmm. and the why yeah why was I doing this and what because I I let me just mention a little bit about the feedback I got the feedback was generally saying that I should be doing controversial subjects uh, my podcast is boring the thumbnails are boring um no one's gonna watch you um you know and all it's just really negative um your topics are boring they're not you know they're not interesting enough they're too long so it was really like a real and this was meant to be a so-called friend was of mine this from the, co- the comments were they from people you knew or were they from random yeah. online people no there were people i knew this was okay. someone wow. uh, i used to work with hmm. so um hearing that it crushed me initially yeah because all, all your self-doubt shows up again that imposter syndrome starts showing up again for you mm-hmm. it, but it was good because what it did was make me look long and hard about what my goal was and my target viewer and really start analyzing what I'm trying to do and yeah. narrowing it down a lot because as you said I do lots of topics so I'm trying to narrow it down a lot more and be specific to topics that a link to mental health and mental well-being, even though you may not initially think that from something yeah. from the topics I do, but it goes right back to state of mind and the type of impact 
whatever topic is has on that has on your state of mind and others so it was the best advice it was the best feedback I got yeah wow well done for coming back from that and um you know taking that criticism and turning it into a positive because if you know if you already had that imposter syndrome and anxiety before things like that can be so detrimental to um you know moving forward but obviously you had all the positive feedback as well to support yeah, to talk support about what you were doing stuff, definitely you had that balance so it wasn't all negative so it's easier said than done if lots of people were saying what I heard from this particular person yeah. um then that would have been very difficult to overcome but now I the positive feedback definitely pushed me past that negativity because I was like, I am doing some good because people want to come on my show. They want to tell their stories. I am making a difference. I got thanked for episode, uh, podcast episodes I've done that made a difference to people's lives and people still remind me about that today. And it was like going back two years ago, some of them were filmed. So that, that difference was amazing. So yes, the positive as well, it outweighed the negative, but it's yeah. using that and moving forwards because as I said it's like anything as I mentioned about experience without taking that and using it to evolve then there's for me there's that's a big point about life for me is is lessons all the time along the way on our Mm. journey is actually learning from them and and taking that and and moving forwards yeah I I love for anybody that's listening as well Mike's podcast is called the King's Forum so (laughs) you haven't said that yet yeah we haven't have we (laughs) Where is it? Where is it? How can I find this guy? That's great. That's great marketing, isn't it? um, (laughs) As well, but um, yeah, it's called the King's Forum. And um, as we mentioned, you've interviewed a huge variety of people on a huge range of subjects. And I just wondered, what would you say is kind of your main learnings um, from that experience of interviewing so many different people on different variety of things? That deep down no matter what it looks like on the surface generally people are good Mm. and want to help others yeah generally yeah people people want to make a difference and you know you can find inspiration in the most unlikely places you would never think but you know people people want to to learn from the trauma they go through People want to help others from the experiences, good or bad, that they have been through. And just that there's so many great people in this world who are making a difference that we don't realise because they've not been given that spotlight or that opportunity, that space to, to tell their story mm-hmm. to others. And, and, and that, that's one of the biggest things. And the amount of friends that I've made from these podcasts as well, they haven't just people I've cut off once I've spoken to them in an interview. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, see ya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's all I needed. <laughs> yeah. Now your history. Now I've made, I've made them great friends from, from it as well, from the guests I've had on my show. And I've had a lot of repeat guests that come back and just to have their say on a, on a range of topics. But yeah, I've, I've, I've really established some great um, friendships through it, which has mm. been amazing. And I love that comment you made, you know, about people being good people and, you know, your podcast, you know, it doesn't, it's not monetized. You don't make any money from it. You have a full-time job. This is something you do purely um, 
to allow others to share their story, to inspire, to educate. And um, yeah, I think that that's such an incredible gift that you are bringing into the world um, and giving people that opportunity as well. So yeah, I should be really proud of yourself for fitting that in when I know you have another job supporting other people as well. So it's it's beautiful work. Um, so I know um, you have experienced um, long COVID and mm-hmm. I wondered if this is obviously a topic I've been experiencing ill health since the start of the year. Um, I haven't been diagnosed with long COVID. I have many people that have asked me if it is long COVID. My answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my health and I am dealing with it in a lot of different ways. But um, yeah, like, do you want to share more on your experience with that? Because I know many people and clients included currently struggle with that. Yeah, so um, two years ago now, it, um, I got COVID. I was one of the first people, the first cases that showed up. So the, the first variant that was one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hospitalized for five days um yeah it was in a bad way it could have went one way or the other didn't know but luckily um because with it with getting that COVID I also got pneumonia okay so um yeah it just wipes out your whole immune system that first that first strain um so that was tough but luckily the all the amounts of medication it was a blur that whole Mm. period there because I was being drugged so much at the time um so doctors coming in and out nurses coming in and out um and then on the third day they were saying look it's like cleared up by like 50 percent so they were amazed how my body recovered so quickly and um yeah I was completely I mean the symptoms uh shortness of breath um um, just the whole no, you, you have no energy whatsoever it's sad yeah. um yeah that was a real tough time for me um but coming out of that you think yeah I'm on the road to recovery um I've got this out my system and it just kept on continuing and I was yeah. speaking to doctors and things like that and I was a part of research for UCLH in London just to let you know that helped and helps others through through the test they did on me to to figure out what was the best way of dealing with um, COVID and long COVID. So I was a part of that initial research that was being done, which I was glad to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the symptoms just continued. So the fatigue, uh, the breathlessness, um, the aching joints, um, the migraines, you know, that just all continued for months and months. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, I thought this was it. Once I was out of hospital, yeah. I, thought I was going to... And, and the thing was, it was coming in It was coming in waves. So I would have good spells, bad spells, good... And it was just constantly like that. So I was, I was um, off work for a while, then back to work, off work again. So, um, yeah, it was, it's been a tough time. And I would say over the last two years, I think it's been the last five months I've actually felt like coming anywhere near myself in regards to health wise mm-hmm. and just going through that was very difficult was mentally mentally yeah, say mentally how did you cope with that 
I'm lucky I have a, a great support around me, my wife and family and friends and uh, but it's still tough because you still think, you know what, you with mental health, you feel you're alone even though you've got people around you. So it's that whole dealing with that and really uh, things like yoga was great for me. Things like yoga, meditation were, were wonderful. Going for little walks when I could, when I had the energy. But the biggest thing I learned, the most that helped me with my mental health and with long COVID on a whole, was really developing a really good relationship with myself and my body mm-hmm. and how it works because I didn't have before I used to just do things but when you're going through long COVID is really managing what you do so yeah. like the spoons like we say the spoons don't we spoonies so that little bit of energy that spoonful of energy you have make sure you use it wisely and don't burn yourself out mm-hmm. so it's been very um you know, very mindful of um, the energy you were expending and, you know, what you were doing on a day-to-day basis and really watching what you eat, eating healthily, you know, all these things that were going to help you and having a nice set routine as well that wasn't going to throw your whole body out of whack because you've done something that you don't normally do and you've really pushed it so a lot of it was saying no as well to family and friends about doing stuff and when I could I would and 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 that it's really knowing yourself and you really have to have a good relationship with yourself and that was getting back to basics really and and really looking at me and what's best for me and you know a real real emphasis on self-love yeah so a lot of powerful learnings um, to take away, you know, that I think many people can take away from that, that reflection of the boundaries, the listening to your body, tuning into your body. Um, yeah, absolutely listening to you there. <laughs> you know, since the start of the year, I have been experiencing, um, yeah, fatigue and mm-hmm. all sorts of different things. And like yourself, just working out this new okay what can I do what can't I do how much can I get away with and then I do too much and then you know um so just kind of navigating that as well so whether that is through long COVID or I'd previously had adrenal fatigue or anyone who's listening who's maybe had chronic fatigue I'm sure it can all relate to I mean I think there's probably some degree of everybody's experiencing post-viral fatigue whether you've had COVID or not this whole situation um, has been really um, detrimental I guess to people's nervous systems yeah definitely I also forgot to mention the journaling Mm. Uh, good days bad days what I've done what I did the impact of the things I've done so that was good to really reflect on that because then you can see a pattern of kind of you know, how your body is responding to certain things you're doing, activities, uh, the food you eat. Uh, yeah. I also developed IBS for it as well. Okay. So that I, I had to get very particular about what I was eating, cut out dairy, cut out wheat, mm-hmm. all sorts of things I had to do to really look at, you know, what was really affecting me and making um, long COVID even more difficult to manage. Mm-hmm. So it was getting really, you know, in depth and looking at the detail about how I go about my day-to-day and my, and my life and really looking at that. I think that's such a good reminder for not only for the listeners but for myself so thanks for that. <laughs> that's all right. Oh, okay. I just remembered that though because there's a lot of stuff I've 
stopped doing and just kind of been getting on. Mm. It's got my health improved. So I've cut down on certain things and just looked at, oh yeah, I can, I can be functioning now to a, a lot better d- level where I can get stuff and it doesn't, com- I can do stuff and it doesn't completely wipe me out. Mm. And now I've got some reserves after. So it's not as, I'm not being as particular about what I'm doing and what I'm eating now because things have improved. So that's why I'll just remember, I was like, yeah, I was journaling in the, be- in the beginning. That, yeah. really that was really yeah. helping documenting what I was doing. Amazing. Yeah. So, so many helpful things that people can have a little think about there. And obviously that must have been quite a traumatic experience, but I know um, just from us messaging each other that, you know, you had some kind of childhood limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. trauma, things like that as well, that I I think it's really interesting. You're getting an opportunity now to share your story as a, you know, being in the the guest seat as opposed to the um interviewer seat so yeah do you want to share a little bit about that as well yeah um yeah it was it was quite a traumatic household my my mom and dad used to be very physical my dad was very physical abusive um to to my mom and um uh, you could talk about uh, mental abuse as well. Um, so a lot of uh, arguments and fighting and seeing it as a very young child um, was very traumatic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of those limiting beliefs uh, showed up for me later on in my life. About And, and then you look back, don't you? The, the older you get, you start looking, as I said, the why. Looking at the why do I feel this way about certain situations mm-hmm. and kind of the impact of being exposed to that as a young child? Yeah. Um, Cause I've come from a West Indian background. So disciplining children as well, it was through hitting them. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you'd get hit from your parents and sometimes really bad beatings you could get. So all of this, um, it definitely impacts you. And, and you don't realize that until you start looking at why am I starting to feel this way? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I started looking back at what, you know, what was giving me these limiting beliefs and, you know, within myself, you know, what was holding me back from, you know, doing or achieving what I wanted to in life. And what kept, what showed up from that was a lack of self-worth that I was never enough. Yeah. So I really looked at my childhood and looked at, you know, um, especially when my dad passed away um, seven years ago, I was very angry when he passed away. And uh, I had to, I, I got a lot of um, uh, therapy, went for counselling about it, grief counselling as well, and mm-hmm. looked at how my relationship, because it was always strained my relationship with my father. Yeah. And um, it was looking back on why that anger was there. And uh, it took me a lot of work, but I eventually forgave him for who he was and the way he treated my mum and the rest of my siblings um, and me and that he didn't know any better and that was a learning curve for himself because he had the same treatment so yeah. it was really this learned behavior that he was just it was like it goes down through generations he was he was basically just doing what he thought was best for us yeah. and that may sound warped to some people that what does that mean why how's that better for you by you being disciplined through you know being getting a beating or what have you but that that's all he knew and that was his way of he thought was toughening us up and hardening us to life and 
being prepared for the real world out there that it's not going to be easy for you but you know it's not the right way but that's that's the way he knew and that, that's what you know when we talk have conversations about emotional intelligence and things like that now yeah we can talk about that type of thing but in his generation his time yeah. <laughs> that's what you did mm-hmm. that's how you that's how you looked after your children was by disciplining them in that way so yeah I looked at that I looked at the lack of self-worth and not thinking I was enough for a lot of the things I was exposed to Mm-hmm. and you know and moving past that and trying to say look you are enough and look at what you can do like we talked about my youtube channel and other things i've done in my life you can accomplish anything but as i always say your biggest your only limit is you so we put up all these walls that stop ourselves just that's uh, that's what i like doing is reflect on me rather than looking at the external factors i always look within and say what what could i have done better in this situation you know, as a, to, to have a better outcome rather than blaming people and saying, well, because that person did that, that's why I didn't do that. You know, that happened. That's why I didn't achieve this. So I always look at that. So be, getting beyond limiting beliefs is really tapping into the why and getting the therapy and counselling for you to do that because it's not an easy process and it's ongoing. It never stops. Yeah. You have to continually do the work because it because that, that we're talking years of of trauma and it takes years of work to get over the trauma and you never really get fully over it. It's always there and shows up every now and now and again, but it's just the levels of that trauma and the levels of how it affects you is what you have to work on and really dampen so you can try and live a fruitful life. Amazing. Thank you so much um, for sharing that experience. And as you said, it's almost like these layers of an onion, isn't it? It's like you peel off one bit and then that might lead to something else and that might lead to something else. But you have managed to transform this really traumatic experience to almost break that generational, you know, what what was deemed the norm to break to break that cycle of um, generation, generational abuse. And I think that this is something that we can see happening more and more as um, we become more aware that you mentioned, you know, light workers and you're a beautiful light worker in this world by transforming that experience, sharing it and reflecting on it and changing your life and by changing your life then that then changes so many other lives um and I think it's very powerful what you said there and empowering that that element of forgiveness and you know it's not condoning behaviors but you taking ownership of how you show up in the world rather than blame um and I think that can be a challenge. I see it through, you know, many people come to me for meditation lessons or sessions thinking, oh, I'm just going to come and lie under a blanket and, you know, zone out. But typically there will be things that come up. People will be crying. They're like, where is this coming from? And um, trauma and depression and forgiveness is a really challenging thing to recognize you're not a victim anymore. Like you have a choice in whether you're going to feel empowered or be the victim. And that's a difficult one, I think, for a lot of people to process. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult. Taking that power back. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't like the thought of, I, d- I, don't, I don't like the word and I don't like the thought of victim. 
mm-hmm. you know uh, d- you know every everyone has different situations but for m- my experience let me yeah. just talk about that because that's easier said than done isn't it I don't like it but it, it happens <clears throat> mm-hmm. but I feel it's kind of like acceptance being a victim that's a that's all right this is this is my situation and I'm, I'm meant to suffer and feel pain mm. and the ownership and moving on is all about saying yes that happened to me but that doesn't define me who I am yeah I'm more than my trauma mm-hmm. my trauma is something that that I experience but you know I'm gonna take that and move on and learn from it and be uh, a better version of myself. And through that, I can help others and just live um, as good a life as I can from that and not dwell on it and sit in that that mindset or or in that place. I want to go to a better place, a happier, more joyful place. And by realising it happened to me rather than it is me, Mm -hmm. is is how I managed to get beyond it yeah incredible incredible wow yeah there's so many takeaways from um from that situation thank you so so much for um sharing sharing that and obviously you mentioned kind of therapy counseling and like (laughs) this ongoing support cycles Mm. that we need to keep ourselves mentally mentally in check and you've mentioned yoga and meditation what does your current um you know, how does your current lifestyle, what kind of things are you doing to support yourself mentally and emotionally just now? You know, not as regular, but mm-hmm. still with the yoga, still with the meditation, still with the nice long walks. But for me, baking and cooking is a major thing for me. Love that. That's that's my calm. I may put on some Bob Marley in the background and just have this chilled vibe. Like I'm on some island somewhere in the West Indies, going back to my roots. Nice. And and cooking and baking, you know, and remember that household I grew up in with my mom. Those were the joyful moments for my mom when she was cooking and baking and I would help her. Mm -hmm. So I've taken that from my childhood. You know, when you talk about the inner child and making that inner child happy. Yeah. Where some of that happiness definitely and joy really spark comes from is that going back to when I used to help my mom in the kitchen and help her cook so now I cook and it's my kitchen and that's when I tell my wife to to lead me to it mm-hmm. and don't, don't bother me because that's my that's my that's my zen space yeah it's the kitchen for me so I may bake some cakes some muffins whatever it doesn't matter just the fact that it's the process mm-hmm. and just being mindful and being there and being present I'm really, really, really enjoying that process. And it, it makes me really happy. And as I've said, it makes my inner child happy and uh, it gives me real joy. So those are the things that really put me in that, 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 that happy place. Yeah. I, I, you know, it, it calms me down for my anxiety, my, you know, um, it helps me with any panic attacks that I can feel the signs, mm. uh, feel them brewing. And, uh, you know, they're my places that really, that, that helps you manage my mental health. Awesome. And I love that because before we started recording, you were speaking about um, your other job and how you enjoy, like, like doing simple things with the people you support, like making them a Sunday roast and baking cakes. So it all kind of um, ties in there. Love, I love that. And actually this weekend I was running a retreat for people with anxiety mm-hmm. And um, I cook all the food is based like nutritionally 
created to support anxiety and depression and boost mood and um yeah so the day before I just spent the whole day in the kitchen and she said just like making it with love doing it mindfully and um yeah somebody said to me oh my gosh does that not take you hours and you know I'm like I just love it I love it I used to have a catering business as well years ago wow um so yeah that's always been there I guess that just I love cooking for other people as well so nice isn't it that joy you give others yeah see them enjoy a meal that's something as you say prepared with love Mm -hmm. not just thrown together you've actually taken your time over the ingredients the way the way you've made it put together to to see someone you know have a smile on their face and really enjoying a meal that you've cooked for them it's 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 quite a, a nice joyful thing to do isn't it to make it you know make people happy definitely and as you say getting the tunes on getting the music on a nice vibe (laughs) so good so good and um so my podcast well my whole business now is be free it used to just be the podcast and the book and now it's pretty much everything um I want to know what gives you that sensation of freedom obviously you mentioned a little bit of feeling anxiety and panic and things but what makes you the opposite of that feels you makes you feel free that's a good question. I thought, <laughs> uh, thinking about it, you know, takes me in quite a few different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, let me start with a little bit. The first thing that came to my mind was letting go of things that no longer serve you. So I always talk about the internal and things that are holding you back, and it could it could be it could be pay, it could be trauma. It, anything like that and I think it's dealing with those things you know people call it baggage when they take baggage from one place to the next or to another relationship I think it's clearing that suitcase is is making space for yourself within Mm -hmm. and that's dealing with all your rubbish you can have in that suitcase that you're hoarding and you're holding on to and and making space so you, you you feel free you feel lighter within yeah. yourself and that's that's doing the shadow work and 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 I think it's important for everyone to look at that look at the why why do I have these limited beliefs why do I get anxiety you know why am I having these panic attacks really look into the detail of who you are as a person your yeah. DNA even take it back as we said a lot of it's generational trauma mm-hmm. so it could be handed down from you know from your ancestors you don't know but look into that I've done a lot of that work speaking to relatives and um uh grandparents beforehand and finding out what happened and kind of what's the history behind you yeah that's that sounds a lot but it does lighten you it does when you find out really who you are and what is your pain and what caused that for me that's freeing and and that's freedom Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, I have absolutely loved our conversation today. Thank I you. think it's really powerful. It's been such a joy to get to chat with you more deeply and find out more about your story. So the person behind the stories. Um, and yeah, I think people will take a lot from today's um, today's episode. But how can people connect with you if they want to connect with you? What's the best way? Right. So on Instagram that I'm mostly on is um, one mics keeping it 100 is my Instagram handle. 
Um, you got the the Kings Forum podcast, which I didn't market too well at the beginning, but you know, start mentioning that more. Yeah. Um, that's on YouTube. So just put in a Kings Forum, and that I will show up. And uh, as we talked about, it's on a lot of t- topics, hot topics, and mm. mental health centered around mental well-being. Um, I'm also on Twitter, just the Kings, the Kings Forum, and that's the best way to get a hold of me. So um, your viewers are welcome if they ever want to be a guest and to come and subscribe to my channel and be a part of this journey. Yeah. Oh wow. When's the TV show going to be, Mike? <laughs> the TV show. Maybe we could start our own. We could be like the next Holly and Phil. Listen, I'm I'm up to collaborating whenever. So if you want to do something or have any ideas, I'm a creative. So I welcome I welcome anything. If you think that's a way to go, and you you know you're passionate about it, and I can help, I'm always I'm I'm always here for it. So don't worry about that. So if you think we could do a show of some sort, I'm up. Why not? Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. Why not? Cool. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it. Okay, we'll just throw that out to the universe right yeah, now. See, why not? See what forms and bubbles away in the background. And um, yeah, guys, you might see us, you know, on uh, ITV soon. Yeah, wait, it's, life is what you make it. <laughs> Definitely. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I look forward okay. to connecting with you soon via the gram, no doubt. And um, yeah, uh, everybody go subscribe to Mike's channel, check it out. There's so many incredible things there to go listen, watch, um, and we'll see you soon. Love and light. Love and light. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Be Free podcast. If you're listening to this on or before the 9th of September, you have the chance to join my signature group coaching program at half price and with a money back guarantee. My 12 week program is going to help you reset. It's going to guide you through the 10 principles of the Be Free process to support you in living a life free from anxiety, stress and low mood. So if you want to know more, you can check out the link in the show notes or simply just drop me a message. I am happy to have a chat with you about the program, about what's involved, all the good things. But I know the power of this transformation. I know the power of embracing these principles. I know that you can live a life beyond what you can ever imagine. So if this is speaking to you, please do reach out or check out the link on my website as well to the group coaching program. And I cannot wait to welcome you. Meantime, if you've enjoyed this episode, please go rate, review, all those good things too. Share it with your friends, share it with your loved ones. And I'll